The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi portfolio managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Good evening, my friends. We survived another week, and hey, I got my shot. I apparently live in a high-risk postal code, and... uh, Got myself an appointment, uh, took a couple days, and went down to St. Joe's and uh, got my first shot. Arm a little sore, but beyond that, uh, they gave me this long disclaimer. Uh, you know those television ads with the long medical disclaimer for, say, Viagra? <laughs> I don't know how to take these things. Uh, but yeah, long disclaimer, I had to sign off on, warn me of uh, the potential side effects that they say many people have. But uh, all I can say is I got myself a bit of a sore arm. Uh, second shot. I shall receive in July. So uh, the rollout's taking place. Um, the market is responding to the rollout that's taking place. And as such, you're seeing the reopening theme continue to uh, track higher. You know, names like Boeing, uh, the timber stocks. Oh, my holy Tim, There's no timber with timber. You know what I'm saying? You call timber when it's falling. Uh, but the trees are growing to the sky. Uh, Jack, you know a two by four, a two by four, an eight foot spruce two by four, which in fact is I think is uh, uh, it is uh, one and a half by uh, three and a half, correct? It's not even a two by four. It's one and a half by three and a half. Uh, eight bucks, eight bucks for a two by four, Jack. What do you think of that puppy? I think it's uh, we're seeing pockets of inflation. It's starting to wake up, and uh, the Fed wants to see inflation, Wolf, and um, the, I think they're going to achieve it. Uh, yeah, the Fed being, of course, the U.S. Central Bank. Uh, we throw a lot of jargon and terminology around on this show. Don't do it intentionally. It's just sort of the way we get our message across. And again, by the way, if you have any questions for Jack or I, you can always contact us, WolfgangKlein.com, the Wolf on Bay Street. Uh, that is the portal uh, for your financial success. Uh, Jack and I work real hard uh, trying to meet all of your financial needs. And again, uh, you know, my love is actually being in the kitchen um, cooking, uh, meaning working with asset classes, coming up with these beautiful recipes, uh, conservative, balanced growth recipes that generate wonderful financial flavors. Cosmic deliciousness. That's my new phrase for the week. Cosmic deliciousness. That's what happens when you uh, do good work. Uh, I'm talking about building wealth, you know, planting some seeds. It's the springtime. I'm thinking about a garden. Money's the same thing. You got to plant a seed, you got to take care of it. Pull out the weeds, water it, and be patient. Uh, and again, not planting leaf lettuce. We're planting oak trees, my good friends. We're planting vineyards. Uh, we're planting olive trees. And they take time to produce fruit. But when properly done, the fruit is endless. And that's what building wealth is all about. Uh, but it goes well beyond just picking stocks and picking bonds and getting in and getting out. And uh, again, the most important thing is starting and saving and investing. But the, the scope of what we do in this day and age with money management really has evolved into a wealth management um, role. 
Um, and at that point, many experts uh, are required to accomplish uh, the tasks that you, the listener, have for Jack and I. When we speak with you, uh, we frequently get calls, uh, you know, I'm looking at doing some estate planning work, Wolfgang, can you help us? And I say, absolutely, we can. Uh, how do we help you? We have experts. And one of those experts is Lara Borbudakis. Uh, she is a wealth and estate specialist with Canaccord. Uh, Laura, I can't thank you enough for some taking some time out of your Saturday night to uh, spend with us to talk about financial and wealth and estate planning. Uh, good evening to you. Good evening, Wolfgang. It's my pleasure to be on the call with you today. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, and again, we are doing radio. Radio is uh, it's just a wonderful medium, my good friend. Um, the show is podcasted as well. So if you uh, can't uh, spend the full hour with us this evening, uh, you can always grab the show by podcast. Share it with your friends. Uh, share it with those that you care about. Uh, Laura, again, you, you've done some great work for our clients, uh, you know, sitting down with them and working on long-term planning. Um, let's start with some of the basics, uh, uh, Laura. Uh, in your professional opinion, uh, what are the top, say, three things all Canadians need to do to have a successful financial uh, and wealth and estate plan? Three things. Well, the plan definitely is very helpful in having in the sense that uh, we need to know what our objectives are uh, in order to get there. So well, we want to sit down and uh, discuss where our money is going to be coming from, uh, so that would be one thing, where is the, the cash inflow, how we're going to invest it, and then how, how, how are we going to be spending it is also very important because that will also be de determining our, our wealth plan. How you're going to spend it. Yep. The end result. Uh, you know, again, it is a means to an end, what we're doing here. And ultimately, um, you know, brothers and sisters, <laughs> the money that Jack and I invest on your behalf is your money. It's there for a reason, to take care of you when you need it the most. Uh, yes, spend it. Um, I would Laura, just jump in there. Wolf. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, just, I was actually just reading a piece from Fideli, and they, we do get a lot of research from Fideli um, and, and literature, and they were just talking about um, you know, what makes a successful investor or a successful person. And like Lara said, it's, you start with a plan. Um, they also said, be a super saver. You know, the 10% is not enough for most people to achieve their long-term goals, especially if uh, you're, you know, looking to have a retirement that is, you know, could be 30 plus years. So in your, in your working years, you talk about, you know, you know, spending less than you make, be a super saver. They talk about diversifying as well. Obviously asset classes. We're going to talk about that with Jamie Carrasco later on in the show with uh, some alternative asset classes. Um, but also you have to look at, you know, different sectors and regions and then one final thing that they said that actually was, I think, the most important of it all, it said stick with your plan, you know, follow the plan, save accordingly. And when there's volatility in the market, don't let that deviate you off your course. So I think those were some very, uh, you know, salient points that, uh, that Fidelity brought up. Um, Laura, so in terms of the spending factor, um, and again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I can't encourage you enough. Uh, when should you build a financial plan? Today, if you don't have one, today is the day to build a financial plan. Get started. If you need help, call Jack and I. That's what we're here for. Um, but, Laura, let, let, let's fast forward uh, into your uh, golden years when you begin to spend some of your money. 
eat some of the fruit uh, after all. That's what it's there for. The magic question then is how much can you eat uh, from the uh, fruit that you have created? What, what is the magic number? What percent of one's account can be accounted for consumption? Well, it's not really a one-size-fits-all for everybody. One of the first things that I do with every client is ask them to give me a budget of where their money is, is spending. So everybody has a, a different uh, needs and different objectives um, and different lifestyles. So, um, you know, for some people, they're very happy with spending $4,000 a month and others are, uh, you know, need to spend ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a month. So after we realize what the budget is, and it's usually a very good exercise for a lot of the clients because many times they don't know how much they're spending, we build the plan based on that, and then we'll see uh, how much we need to withdraw based on the lifestyle. Now, if they're spending more than what we saved, well, we need to do some adjustments. So it's not a one-size-fits-all, but it definitely uh, is adjusted per client. Um, Kate, let, let's then, if you don't mind, Laura, play with some basic rules of thumb, stuff they uh, spoke about in school, of course, that you and I took, and some of the industry best practices. Um, Capital International, uh, I think America's second or third largest asset management company, uh, brought it to my attention about 15 years ago, and Capital Asset Management at that point said, Wolfgang, um, clients should save enough money so that when they do retire, their withdrawal rate is somewhere between three and five percent, call it four percent. So uh, fast forward into your retirement years, say you're fortunate and you've saved and now have a million dollars of financial assets, consuming $40,000 a year, used to be sort of the round math. Obviously, we common sense tells us 10% is too much, uh, 2% is not enough on a million. So uh, Again, try to budget for uh, uh, multiples of a million. If, if 40 grand is enough, a million's enough. Uh, if 40 grand is only half of what your requirement is, Laura, what do you have to do? Well, it, we have to look at where our, because we have to be looking at where our other sources of income are also, because we have to look at does the client have a pension? We have our Canadian pension plan, we have uh, uh, the old age security. Um, so if, if we don't have enough save, then we have to do uh, riskier investments, which we don't really want to do, or we have to uh, save a little bit more. Um, that's why we need to be looking at all the areas. And also we have to look at the type of assets that we've accumulated over the years. Is it mostly RSPs that are highly taxable when they come out? Or do we have a combination of RSPs and non-registered and TFSAs, which will allow us to do a different kind of withdrawal strategy at retirement. I would just yeah, add to that as well, Wolf. Yeah, you mentioned about starting the plan early, and that, that's exactly the point. Start your plan early. See, see where you are on track. You know, look at uh, what your expenses are going to be in retirement. Check them, you know, at age 40, at age 50, and then at age 60 and when you actually want to retire. So make sure that you're on track throughout because, like Laura said, if you don't do that, you're going to end up either having to take on riskier investments, which we don't suggest doing because you end up falling short, typically, if that's the case, because you'll potentially sell at the wrong time, or uh, you have to work longer. So uh, follow the plan, start the plan, and make sure you're on track. And stick with the plan, as Jack said, my friends. Yeah. Uh, it is Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, Saturday night. What a privilege to spend an hour with you, my good friends. If you're out and about, 
uh, or if you're at home, uh, I hope you are nice and safe. Uh, we're going to hang out with you for another about 45 minutes. We're talking money, uh, and we're blessed to have uh, Laura, our wealth and estate specialist from Canaccord, uh, spend some time with you and giving you some financial planning tips for some long-term thinkers. You're all long-term thinkers, right? Stay tuned. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Why not? If it's scenic, so be it. Indeed, and may your life be interesting or may you live in interesting times. And, uh, you know, the long way home, it's, you know, money management from cradle to death uh, and then to next generation. That is what it's all about. Uh, you know, when it comes to building wealth, uh, you got to start as soon as you can. The best time to start is as soon as you begin working, you begin saving and begin participating in the economic activity that uh, the capitalist system allows you to do. We are very fortunate, which we often forget, that we can actually participate in this, uh, live in other parts of the world, and you don't have the same privilege and opportunity. Um, it's an exciting time. There's a lot of exciting technology, some common sense stuff, um, and some interesting stuff. Um, boring stuff, slow, steady, eddy, really is I think the secret sauce that Jack and I provide, um, if you want to dabble every now and then, well, Jamie Carrasco uh, will be talking about some alternative strategies. But, uh, you know, CP Rail, CN Rail, Royal Bank, uh, you know, Google, Apple, Facebook, Microsoft. Uh, yeah, long way home. It'll work with a much greater probable chance of success. Uh, and when you start to map this stuff on paper and you put all of your wealth on paper with an individual like a financial planner, uh, Lara Borbadakis is with us. She is our wealth and estate specialist at Canaccord. Uh, she is in uh, Montréal, in La Belle Provence. Ooh la la, mon ami, ça va bien? Yes, going very well in Montreal. Thank you. <laughs> I surprised you with that, didn't I? Uh, my you bilingualism. Did. My wife. My, my my wife loves my bilingualism. Um, anyways, we're gonna we're gonna stick with what I know. <laughs> That's money, <laughs> indeed. Uh, Laura, uh, let's carry on. The long way home. Um, when you're building a financial plan, um, the primary objective that Jack and I always speak about is we want to make sure that boys and girls, you don't run out of money um correct absolutely that is the main thing that we are looking at when we do a financial plan so let's work backwards uh how do we ensure we don't run out of money obviously the world's expensive uh man's got to eat uh real estate prices cost of living it all is going higher uh so again let's take it down to the basics to the average listener out there how can you better advise them uh, to ensure 
they're going to have a comfortable, um, safe, secure financial future. Well, we have to start off with seeing what is it uh, that our lifestyle requires in terms of our expenses. So, so what is it that we're spending for housing, electricity, and so on and so forth. Then we want to take uh, an inventory of what money is coming in. So that's probably in a lot of people's cases, salaries, uh, depending later on, it could be pensions, investments, and so on. And we want to see that um, what, what is happening, in fact, is that we are saving more than that we're spending and that we're able to put that money aside and let it grow over time. Usually if we start off the plan early enough, then we can monitor this uh, as life evolves because uh, as a person starts off, they, ha- they start off uh, usually buying a house, uh, then they have kids and so on and so forth. Then they're earlier, they get uh, higher paying jobs and then in retirement. So things evolve over time. Uh, people get married, they get divorced. So we monitor it and adjust as we go along. Um, the other point that's very interesting and requires a lot of thought, and uh, Jack and I do have a lot of experience in this department, uh, and where we lack knowledge, we again would lean on uh, yourself, Laura, uh, to, to dig further uh, into the perhaps tax consequences, etc. What I'm referring to now is again, back to um, uh, the, the, the golden years of life, when we no longer have such responsibilities for uh, you know, pr- producing uh, day-to-day means, shall I say, i.e. when we, be, when we enter retirement. Um, there are multiple ways of generating income at retirement. Um, yes, that's what an RSP is for, but as Laura indicated, every dollar you take out of an RSP will be subject to tax. Normal tax rates, nothing excessive unless you are very wealthy and have a lot of income. So they're not excessively punitive RSP taxes, they just are. Income taxes, plain and simple. As if you if you worked on a golf course and made a buck, you're going to pay income tax. And if you take a dollar from your RSP or RIF, you're going to pay tax. If you take money out of your TFSA, that's tax free. Another area that we don't speak about on this show, Laura, and uh, I think it's going to come to uh, matter perhaps uh, a little more as we live longer and uh, uh, zero interest rate environment uh, remains. Um, actually leaning on our homes as a source of income. And I never like to have to do that. But again, we hear about these chip mortgages uh, whereby you basically pass the house over to the mortgager. They, they come up with an annuity stream for you. It is tax-free, but it's quite expensive from what I understand. The interest rates, I think, on that type of a setup can be 5 6 7%. Um, Laura, what do you think about why not put a line of credit on the house, be very disciplined with it, but if you have, a say, a one and a half million dollar Toronto house, um, uh, you know, it, it, you got your beautiful tax-free gain city in it. Uh, do you think it can make some sense to lean on it a little bit for a bit of extra cash flow? Say if you're 70 or 72, it's debt-free, your riff is down to maybe a hundred grand, uh, or do you think you should basically sell the place and move into a condo? Well, I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all. It really depends on the situation of, of each person. Um, one of the things that we have to consider is, does the person feel comfortable with uh, putting a line of credit on their house, or do they feel more comfortable with the house paid off? Um, in some circumstances, it might be if we need to generate uh, more income, because we are in an environment right now where uh, le- borrowing money for for the house is we're getting very low interest rates and we can turn uh-huh. it around and invest it at much 
much higher. So it could be interesting. Uh, it really would be a case by case. Sorry, sorry, but you, I think you certainly can build a case. Uh, I think in this day and age, because um, money is so darn cheap. And, and more importantly, let's just say you, you are in a 30% tax bracket and you need another $10,000. Uh, and your RSP is not too large for whatever reason. Um, but taking out a 10 grand from the RSP would cost you three in taxes. If you were to lean on your house, and take 10 out of it, it's tax-free, and yeah, you have to pay 2% interest, but that's 15 years before you hit the 30% tax threshold. Uh, so I, I just think it's, it is food for thought. I think conventional wisdom uh, usually makes a lot of sense, but every now and then you gotta challenge it a little bit as the environment change. But And so the point, I, again, I think I wanna make to uh, the audience is uh, there is, and you, you've said it repeatedly, Laura, there is no one size fits all, every situation, is unique you probably have more choices available to you than you are aware of all the more reason to seek professional help as indicated any questions on money wolfgangkline.com wolf on bay street jack and i are here for your questions we're, we're going to give you good answers and hey uh we look forward to speaking with our uh, audience uh, i get a real delight out of uh, uh understanding and learning more about what your wishes are because we can bring them to you sorry jack back to you yeah, just for line of credit, Wolf, uh, for retirees to get a line of credit, it may be challenging. And that's why that, that chip mortgage comes in. And again, I'm not advocating for it, but that's one of the reasons um, that the chip mortgage is available. So if you don't have an income, uh, it's very difficult for you to actually apply in and, and get a line of credit. So you, you'll get a line. Consider- I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to challenge you on this, but I am, Jack, because you can get a line. If you have a million and a half dollar house in Toronto and you have no income, uh, they'll give you a line. Uh, it may not be a big line, but they'll give you a line for sure. Uh, on it, a chip mortgage is no different. Uh, you're all of a sudden putting a bunch of debt on the house because they're the chip is going out there and buying a mortgage, and then they're offering you an annuity. They're packaging it, but as soon as you join chip, the house has a mortgage on it, and when you pass away, chip gets paid first. The estate gets the balance. Uh, all I'm saying is, rather than passing off the whole house, put a small credit line on it. Because with chip, it's basically the whole thing. I think you have some flexibility, but they won't do it for 10 or 20,000 bucks. They want a good chunk of it to make it worth their while. So again, get credit when you don't need it is also, I think, a point, uh, underlying point that I guess we can share with the audience. But uh, Drew Donaldson, uh, Jack, was on, as you know, last week, and he spoke about uh, variable rate mortgages uh, available at 1.35% a few weeks ago. It's unbelievable. Laura, when you're planning, I want to remind the listener about the type of math you should be planning with, uh, and, and that is conservative math. So there's, there's a number of factors that uh, you need to be aware of when you're putting together a financial plan. The rate of inflation, um, the interest rate environment, the expected growth rate for your for your financial assets, meaning stocks and bonds, and the expected growth rate for your fixed assets, notably your house and perhaps cottage. Um, so Laura, I'm just gonna do a Q&A with you here. Uh, when you're doing a financial plan, thinking out 20, 30 years, what inflation rate are you putting into the mathematics? Well, right now I'm using an inflation rate that's higher than the posted rate. I use two and a half percent. Okay, sorry, sorry, I just want to to keep this tight here. So two and a half percent, and you're actually being conservative, 
because inflation is running well below two and a half percent. I think it's running just below two percent right now. Uh, in terms of real estate, what growth rate do you apply to real estate? Well, even there, I'm being very conservative compared to what's happening now in, in the market. But I am using a 2% growth. So that's, that's also yeah. a very conservative number. 2% 2, 2 growth for real estate and for financial assets, stocks and bonds? Uh, usually we go between 4 and 5%. Again, okay. a conservative number to see where we're going to yep. get at the end. Beautiful. Beautiful. There are the numbers, my friends. 2.5% for inflation, that needs to be factored in, specifically into your spend side of the equation. Um, again, if you uh, every year you know, have $30,000 of expenses, next year those expenses will be $30,600, and they will go higher, and in fact, they will double in about 30, 40 years, give or take. Um, uh, in terms of the equity performance or the portfolio performance, Four and a half to four, four to five percent is a very good number. Again, under promise, hopefully overachieve. If you go to our website, you can take a look at the performance that Jack and I have put up for our clients. Um, we're very proud of those numbers. Um, and again, it's remarkable. Even if you plan at five percent, uh, when you look at the numbers 25, 30 years on paper down the road, you'll be amazed as to how much wealth you can build. But the plan is also assuming you're going to stick with it. And Jack and I are going to stick with you, so why not stick with us and become wealthy? Uh, Laura, I can't thank you enough, uh, our wealth and estate specialist. Uh, Laura Borbudakis, uh, a real pleasure and delight to, to have you on the team. I can't thank you enough for all of your great work. You stay safe, uh, my friend. Uh, we need you, and uh, we appreciate everything you're doing. You have yourself a great evening, Laura. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, more show about money. Hi-Fi Radio, Global News, 640 Toronto. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow, 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 follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Yeah, I guess I'm the whiz. I'm the whiz. I'm the whiz. Uh, we're not talking Seinfeld. No, nope. in fact, we're not. We're talking about the Wizard of Oz. Uh, Jamie Carrasco has been on the show a number of times. He's an investment advisor and portfolio manager at Canaccord. Um, very, very different than what uh, Jack and I do. Uh, same objective. Uh, money is a means to an end. Um, so it's all about the individual's uh, requirements. And Jamie... Uh, course has clients who uh, really lean on him for his area of expertise uh, first and foremost I I look at Jamie as a bit of an alternative asset manager um, uh, with his feet well deep in a gold mine uh, Jamie uh, your new theme is follow the yellow brick road I'm gonna throw it right over to you what what gives it's been going on for a while to follow the yellow brick road because I'm preparing for inflation. <laughs> I'm, I'm preparing for the negative effect of central bank uh, policy. What's always happened in Latin America, what's happened everywhere, we're starting to see those cracks happening. 
You know, they're losing control of the bond market now. Ten-year bonds at 10, 1.7% versus... Back, okay, stop. I, okay, I'm going to play with you. Losing control of the bond market? Uh, excuse me, Definitely. interest rates are one... No, come on. There's no loss of control of the bond market. If, if interest rates were 20%, they've lost control. At no, 1.7, the, over, they haven't lost yeah, control of the bond market. Zero. When you're coming from zero, think about the percentage increase. When it comes to the bond market, what? you got to look at the percentage. Jack, what is the math? What is the math uh, when you go from zero? Is, is that actually calculable? Uh, <laughs> move from zero? Exactly. I don't think it is. But it's hold not on, calculable. So let, me, let me point out just something very simple. <laughs> no, that's it, that's sitting... We're going to have fun. Wait, wait, guys, it's Saturday night. Grab yourself a drink. We're going to have some fun here. Now we're going to do a little sparring. Uh, okay. Cobra Kai. Do you, you watch Cobra Kai with the kids, uh, Jack? I do, yeah. Kids love it. My daughter, my daughter loves Cobra Kai. All right, so, uh, my dojo. This is my dojo, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your sensei, Jack. <laughs> Jamie, uh, of course. Uh, uh, Jamie is a Jamie Crasco is just a great investment advisor. I must say, we're gonna have some fun with him. Carry on, Jamie. In terms of uh, the bond market and gold, the yellow brick road. Of course, you're referring to what? Gold itself. Gold and silk, of course. Gold and silk. All right, so carry on. Silver has uh, way more upside, but. Look at inflation. Look at what's happening with the inflation numbers. It's one point. It's one point nine. It's one point nine percent. There's no inflation. But look at a little bit. Food bills. Look at look at if you go to the supermarket. It was you know, down. You, food bills. Food bills down because I'm not eating out. I can't. My food bills lower. <laughs> timber, buddy. Timber is what you should be talking about. I'm trying to renovate a house. Eight bucks for a two by four. Timber. We're doing a reno as well. It's uh, you know, look at the back orders. Look at everything. I think that you have to look at how things are shaping up. Um, now let's just look at the bond market for a second, because ten-year bonds are sitting at around one point seven, but now you have the S and P sitting at one point two on the dividend yield. That inverse usually doesn't last. Where you have the 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 ten-year bond in the U.S., which is the the risk-free asset at 1.7 versus the market risk at 1.2 how much higher can the how can the stock market go up so these are the aberrations of central bank policy that we're starting to see and when those unleash uh, like it's happening in Latin America you better protect yourself ahead of the game not after uh, Jamie I'm gonna, I'm gonna again jump in here buddy um, this is mm -hmm. a uh, two-way uh, JP Morgan report Jack just sent me excellent report um, equity risk premium. In other words, when you buy the S&P 500 investors, you're not just buying it for the dividend yield. Yes, it's ideal when the dividend yield is greater than the 10-year treasury, and that historically tends to be a very good time to be buying stocks, but it doesn't necessarily mean when the dividend yield is below the 10-year, it's game over. It's not the best timing mechanism, and there's a separate aspect to it is what is the S&P earning? It's factored to, to trade at about 20 times earnings, which means the S&P 500 has an earnings yield of 5%, which is giving you equity risk premium of about 3%. So I could argue the stock market is still paying you for taking on risk. Now, you talk about the high valuation tech stocks. Um, that's a whole different kettle of fish, but the S&P 500, and if you strap a, a remove, um, and you saw the report in detail, Jack, from JP Morgan, if you remove, I think it's the top 10 largest companies from the S&P 500, valuation drops quite significantly because the top 10 companies are in fact the most expensive on a PE basis. So the market itself on a valuation basis, yes, you know, 
argue, it can be argued it's expensive on many metrics, but against the cheap interest rate market, it is still quite attractive. So what you're saying though is okay, let's not take any hedging on that position. Let's I didn't say I didn't say don't hedge. I didn't say don't hedge. Did I Jack did I say don't hedge? No, you you didn't. Sorry, but <laughs> but the five percent to, to one. We're having fun, Jamie. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't give you so much so much of an alarm. But when you look at the one point seven on the ten percent dividend on on the on the on the interest rate side of the equation, yes, you should consider some hedging. Another reason to consider some hedging is what's happening with the U.S. dollar, the USDX, which I've tracked forever, just broke above ninety two fifty, which was the big breakdown about six months ago. It didn't hold 93, and as we speak right now, it's sitting at 92.10, ready to break down below 92. Again, that is part of, and parcel of another reason why I say hold some gold, because of this monetary reset they keep talking about. It's about the currency reserve, right? And when it comes to the currency reserve, the one, number one rule of power has always been he who holds the gold makes the rules. And in this case, it's China. Another reason to take some protection. And especially now that they're talking about the special drawing rights, the SDR of the IMF, Yellen in her committee hearing about a week and a half ago said that they're going to commit a trillion dollars. The Europeans have said they're going to put 700 billion. So the basket's getting ready. There's a reset coming. They're talking about it. Another reason to consider hedging or follow a little bit of the yellow brick road, because always whenever they do a monetary adjustment, the, the, the Paris Accord, Bretton Woods. 1933, Roosevelt, 1975, Nixon and Peckham Gold, gold gets affected, and it also affects the big picture. To me, that is the big, the big noise, the big thing that I'm worrying about is how all of these structures are moving. I'll tell you, Jamie, the, the thing I do worry about, and again, Jack, um, I think was it Eric Bushel who was on the show with us? who brought to our attention, I think it was him from CI Mutual Funds, and Jack, you can correct me on that, uh, but he, he indicated to me that with all of the money printing that has taken place internationally, this is supporting your case for gold, Jamie. Um, I think some $30 trillion internationally has been printed globally uh, during the COVID crisis to uh, reinvigorate the economy. Half of that money uh, was purchased uh, through the central bank, meaning half of the issued debt was bought by the central bank, uh, which is, uh, shall I say, uh, it, it is concerning and supportive of gold because it just shows you how easily they can print money. Uh, now, again, everything is denominated in the U.S. dollar, uh, gold included. So could I argue that my Apple or my J.P. Morgan is a hedge against it as well because I'm taking my dollars and buying ownership in a business. No different than you're taking your dollars and buying ownership in a uh, shiny yellow metal. Look, we're going to go to a quick break, Jamie. Let's get back to uh, you right after this uh very important message. Uh, it is Hi-Fi Radio, Global News 640 in Toronto. I'm Wolfgang Klein, Money Manager. I'm here for you. Any questions, WolfgangKlein.com. We are speaking with Jamie Carrasco. He, too, is a portfolio manager with Canaccord. Just quite unique and different from Jack and I. It's a, ple a pleasure and privilege to spend time with him on the show for him to share with us his views on the world. Stay tuned. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, money. more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Cool stuff, eh? Well, we're talking gold. It's uh, Jamie Carrasco on the line. He's a portfolio manager with Canaccord. Uh, very much focused on alternative assets. Uh, Jamie, well, Jamie worries, uh, which is good. Uh, nothing wrong with uh, being uh, vigilant. Um, you don't make money being too much of a worry warp, but you protect yourself. Uh, Jamie uh, has always been very attracted to gold. He's studied history. Uh, but uh, Jamie, I see uh, a major competitor to gold um again something that's really making me scratch my head and that's uh cryptocurrency specifically bitcoin uh a unit of bitcoin is now fifty seven thousand dollars us uh it's now i think the crypto market is now north of one trillion dollars uh mm-hmm. so it's starting it's starting to truly gain on gold and in many ways it makes a lot more sense than gold uh, gold still has a physical component. It's got it's biblical biblicality to it, and I it's laugh. got some. It's, it's got some indust- no, but it's got some industrial applications in it as well. But so does cryptocurrency. Uh, and again, the, the futurists are speaking about the land of the great ledger, which is what the crypto is built on. This big blockchain letter, a ledger, um, and, and the uh, availability for application with the ledger. Is far and let, wide. Let me let me tell you let me tell you how I see this because I've been talking about blockchain and participating in blockchain and it's part of my portfolio for quite a while now. To me, blockchain is already building a decentralized future. Gold and silver are about the destruction of the past monetary system that needs to be unwound and needs to be rebuilt. They both go going hand in hand, but they have to be seen in parallel, not in competition, right? What I'm doing right now is booking in a lot of profits on my blockchain positions that I bought late 2019, 2020, and I'm, and I'm buying more gold and silver, adding to my positions from profits on the other side. So you're selling, stra- you're selling strength and you're buying weakness. Precise. I'm rebalancing asset allocation. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's, that, that's wise. That's and, wise. And I'm buying like companies like Agnico Eagle. The other thing that we have to talk about, separate the producers from the explorers. The producers right now are money machines. They're, they're making a lot of money with cost at 600 Canadian on average, the ones I've been buying in silver, $9. With $25 US silver and 1,700, they're making quite a lot of money and much to come as the prices un- unravel or go higher because of the inflationary pressures that are just building. The problem with inflationary pressures are that once they get going, they're very hard to stop because they're like a tsunami. Look at Canada. In Canada, our central bank, I was reading a report, they're, they've bought 40% of our debt. That's Brazilian. Correct. <laughs> but that, but that, that's exactly the point I made earlier. For almost half of the debt issued has been bought by the country's central bank that issued the debt in the first place. Uh, it, is, it, it, is, it, is wor- it, it is noteworthy, shall I say. You mentioned gold producers, Jamie. Uh, again, I always think, First and foremost, and it's obviously not the name to be looking at, is the world's largest gold producer. That's Barrick Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the performance of Barrett Gold has been, I'm going to say, atrocious. Uh, That's why I don't own it. I've never yeah. have, but I do buy yeah. Agnico. That's AGE. That's AGE, isn't it? What's AGNICO? AEM? AEM. 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 It's been a while. It's been a while since I've been a miner. $77 stock. Yeah. Interesting. And it was 22 in 2015. So the good one. Well, it pays you a 2.2 dividend. And it pays me a 2. That just got increased 70% last quarter. Because again, the, the the issue with companies. The, again the similarity with a gold miner and uh, cryptocurrency is there is a finite supply, and as as, as a Nico Eagle takes an ounce of gold out of the ground, they need to replace that ounce, and that's where well that's where the trouble begins. So producing right. at six hundred an ounce is, is is fine and well when it's seventeen hundred, but to find a new ounce to replace it, Jamie, what does that cost? You know that number, I believe. About thirteen hundred bucks. Thirteen hundred dollars to, to so it cost him thirteen hundred dollars to replace uh, an ounce that the that cost him six hundred to produce. So but the again, margin all not, of a sudden goes down. You're not looking at the benefit. The problem is going to be is when everybody the light comes on, they're chasing gold. The value of the gold on the ground is going to have a lot of money. Correct. Right? Because because gold just is going to be leave it there. They, yeah. No. A friend of mine used to say, "Just leave the gold in the ground that you have. We'll stand over it, and that will be our uh, hedge." Uh, no different than tokenizing the Mona Lisa. That actually and has a lot of it. Until they tokenize every ounce on the ground for every one of these producers. That's a completely different business model that people haven't even thought of, which I have. Well, you're, you're way down that long way home, pal. Uh, you're way. Jamie, we can't even see you so far out there. But we love you for it. Uh, we got to think for it. There's no question about it, uh, Jamie. Uh, look, I want to wish you a safe weekend. Um, have you been vaccinated yet, Jamie? No, I'm, I live up north, so I'm pretty well isolated for a couple of months now. Since I'm in Collingwood and out in the woods, my boat goes in the water next, so I'll be even further isolated. I'm loving this period. <laughs> uh, friends, I told you, he's a different bird. Uh, Jamie Carrasco, Portfolio Manager, Investment Advisor with Canaccord. Good friend of mine. I, I do love you, Jamie. Uh, a lot well, of fun to uh, spend. Back, yeah, yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Friends, please stay at home, stay safe, get vaccinated, um, do what we need to do to get back to, well, normalcy. Between now and then, Jack and I are here for you, and after then, we're going to be here for you as well. WolfgangKlein.com. If you have any questions, never hesitate to give us a call. And if you've been thinking about calling us, just do it. Have a great weekend. Jack, as always, you rock. Cheers, guys. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. We'll see you next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.